the reason why that you're like, oh yeah, that is me is because it's validating what you already know about yourself. And so the biggest piece there, I think, is just bringing you back to your intuition because everything else will fall into place. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. It is time to give yourself permission to be vulnerable by sharing your story to empower, inspire, and support other women going through life transformation. Vulnerability is brave. Your story matters. What's your story? This podcast is devoted bringing you motivation and inspiration from our community of like-minded people. Hello and welcome to the Story Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Christine Manukian. I'm a functional medicine practitioner, business coach, author, speaker, lifestyle entrepreneur, and a mom of two. In 2020, right before my 40th birthday, my life took a complete 180 when I realized I needed to leave my job as a clinical pharmacist and start my own business journey. I was tired of choosing between family and career. After experiencing my own health transformation, losing over 100 pounds and becoming a natural bodybuilding athlete with a six pack and a marathon runner, I found my true calling, empowering others to reach their health goals without pharmaceuticals. Each week, I'll be bringing you incredible guests to help you feel empowered to live your best life. I believe everyone deserves a second chance to rewrite their story and become the best version of themselves. Together, let's end the stigma of being afraid to share our story. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the Story Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me another week and listening to all these incredible women I have to have conversations with. I am beyond grateful for all of my guests sharing their stories to empower, inspire, and support other women going through life transformation. I couldn't be more excited to introduce you to my dear friend, Corey Russin. She is a purpose guide, purpose in life researcher, and human design integrator. She combines her PhD level research background with spiritual tools to help lost, impact-driven women work through limiting beliefs and patterns and unhealth their unique gifts so they can own their own authority, develop their purpose, and make an impact and income the easy way. Corey's insight and tips have been featured in multiple publications, including Hello Giggles and Yahoo Life, as well as multiple podcasts. She is passionate about helping female entrepreneurs trust themselves and live every day with a powerful sense of purpose. Wow, I could not be aligned more with your mission and vision. Welcome to the Story Podcast, my dear. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Yes. And I remember when I first met you, I was like, what is this human design thing? I have no idea what it means. We're going to talk a lot about that. So so everyone stay tuned, take some notes because this woman is wealth of knowledge and she's going to change your life. So I am so excited to have you on board. And before we even get started, I want to hear a fun fact about you. If you feel like you have one, you would love to share with our listeners. Ooh, fun fact. Uh, I'm an avid rock climber. This is a fun fact about me. So I, I boulder quite a bit. And so I even broke my leg a couple of years ago <laughs> bouldering, but still absolutely in love with it. <laughs> oh my gosh. How long have you been doing that? 
Um, I've rock climbed since I was a kid, like here and there. I really got into it. I lived in New Zealand for six months and got into it a lot there. And then when I met my boyfriend, we started rock climbing. He actually invited me rock climbing for the first date. And so ever since, and that was back in 2017. So it's been like a weekly thing. Uh, wow. <laughs> That's definitely a unique one. I get to meet another one that is so passionate about it. It's really, really fun. What would you say was one of your superpowers? My superpowers? I think really one of my really great superpowers, and this comes into play a lot in the work that I do, is that I'm really good at helping people reflect, like really finding this sense of calm and a sense of reflecting on what makes them them, which is fun too. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I know. I remember when I was working with you and I saw my report, I was like, oh my gosh, like, what? (laughs) How does she know me? (laughs) She doesn't even know me, but she knows me. (laughs) And a whole new level. It was so fun. I got to tell you, it was like one of the most exciting experiences because again, it was my first time too. And just really understanding what this is all about and learning about myself too. I was like, wow, this is why, you know, I can say I'm good at making decisions or I'm like not good at (laughs) so-and-so. It was just really (laughs) exciting to see that. Well, Corey, you have such a unique story. I've been, you know, briefly chatting with you about that. And I wanted to give you some time to really share your story because, again, there's always a story behind someone's story. And many of you may know you, but they may not know some of the parts of your story. So this is a time for you to actually share your life transformation journey as we all women go through. And would love to hear from you, like, you know, who was Corey before and you know, who is she now? Because we get to see you and love you as you've gone through your own transformation. And I'm just so honored to have you in my circle of friends, my dear. Thank you. And it's so funny to look back on the different people that we've been because I truly, (laughs) it feels like I'm an entirely different person than I was Mm -hmm. even last year, let alone, I guess, the quote unquote beginning of my story. But I guess the, the starting point that I would look at especially as I talk about purpose development all the time. And so for me, I think I always was a very purpose-driven child. Like I, I remember I have like journals probably as a kid that I wrote, like the one thing I was really afraid of was living an unlived life, like not really fulfilling my full capacity, um, which is such a strange thing for a child to like (laughs) say, but that was really like what drove me. And so as I got into like high school, I started to really want to understand how people worked. And I think a big piece of that was I was dating somebody who had some different things going on. His his father had passed away when he was young, like 12 or 13. And there were just some things I didn't quite understand about myself and also this partner that I was with. And I think that really drove me to want to understand, like, how do human beings think? How do we work? And I took a psychology class in high school, just like a basic one, and was like, I really like this. And so I ended up majoring in psychology and going into to college and was like, I'm going to be a clinical psychologist. Like, this is my path. This is what I'm meant to be doing. I'm going to go through these four years and then I'm going to apply for my PhD. And that's what I'm going to do. And 
I look back and I'm like, why did no one tell me that like in order to get into a PhD, you should probably be at a research school? Like I went to, I made my college decision based on like, I really like the campus and where this is and they have a psychology program, but really it wasn't preparing me for like that path in life. I just didn't know that. And I didn't come from a family that my parents both had associates degrees, but they, they didn't know like that information about like, how do you get a PhD? And so I ended up going through, loved, loved my, all my years in college and loved psychology, applied to a bunch of PhD programs and didn't get into a single one. And so I panicked and was like, okay, uh, I still like, still want this really badly. I'm going to apply for master's programs. And I applied for a few master's programs that were still accepting people at that time. And I got into one of them and I'm like, okay, well, I guess this is the path that I'm taking because I don't really have any other choices and went and did my, my psychology degree. I got my master's there. I did uh, like a master's thesis. And it's like, okay, I'm going to have the experience, the research experience, I had a uh, like a internship experience. It's like, okay, they're going to totally accept me now. I'm going to get into the PhD program. I'm going to move on from there. I applied to a bunch of PhD programs and PsyD programs for psychology out of my master's. And I was first alternate for one of them. And normally, not all of the spaces will fill. And first alternate is like a really good chance. You're probably going to get in. Didn't get in. All the spots got filled. And I was like, crap, what am I going to do? Like, I, I don't know what my path is now. And I moved back home. I started working for a nonprofit and I was working to re-enroll uh, college students who had dropped out and needed to finish their degree and was like basically built that program from the ground up in two counties and was the only person doing that in my area and really enjoyed that work. I really loved that work and was recruited by the university in my area to do that work there and really like still loved that. I basically helped build that program as well and was pointed in the direction by my boss there to apply for a different PhD program. This one was, it's called Community Research in Action. It's a social justice interdisciplinary program. So there's people from all different backgrounds, all walks of life, trying to solve the world's problems, essentially. And I was like, cool, that seems like right up my alley. And so I started to like make this shift where I thought that my path was psychology and it wasn't anymore. I started to be like, oh, maybe, maybe that wouldn't have been a good path for me. Maybe I would have taken too much of that on. I'm a very empathic person. I take on people's emotions and I probably wouldn't have been able to like get rid of that had I done that. And so I was like, okay, things are working out. And in while all of that was going on, I also had gotten my yoga teacher training. And so I was doing some other things like on the side. And I was also going through a relationship that was very challenging and had some manipulative aspects to it. And so I was dealing with, with those things. And so those were all pushing me in a different direction. And it was at that time I, I started my PhD. I got accepted into the PhD program finally. I was like, yes, <laughs> like all of these applications, I'm finally here. And I was really researching the reason why adult, like adult learners would come back and finish their degree. That was my main focus. And 
what I was starting to like realize as I was doing that research was it was more of a sense of purpose that brought people back rather than a sense of belonging, which is what my step into purpose research was. I was looking at it through that lens originally. And at the same time, I had started looking at the online business world. I had joined some network marketing companies just to help with some of keeping me healthy as I was trying to balance full-time work and, and my PhD. And I was like, oh, there's this whole world I didn't really know about. Like, I didn't know this existed. And it was through, like, I, I left that relationship and started to really come back to myself a bit. And at this combination of me kind of realizing it was through the network marketing that I found human design. I found it in a Facebook group that was part of that program. And I started to realize, like, I like aspects of the academic world. I had thought I was going to be a student success director and work in an office for the rest of my life and work in administration. And I started to realize I really don't want to do that. Like that doesn't feel good. And it was through the online business piece that I started to realize, Oh, there's something here. Like I'm, I'm doing this research on this end and I'm learning a lot about sense of purpose. And and that's really what I'm interested in learning about. And I'm also hearing on this end with human design talking about like what our psychological, our emotional, and our energetic makeup is. So how can I combine these two things where I have a very academic, very research-focused way of thinking with a more spiritual tool and create a better understanding of how we can start to develop our purpose instead of because I was finding in the research like purpose is a tool it's not something that we just find and pluck out of the ether it's like it's something that we can actually develop within ourselves and which made it so validating for me I think of like oh my purpose has developed over the course of my life because I thought I was going to be a clinical psychologist but through these pivots that I made I developed this new sense of who I was based on that education, based on that experience, based on the things that come very natural to me, but based on my superpower, I ended up in this place where I get to combine all of these things and use them in a really magical, really, but also very grounded down to earth way. And so that's kind of how my trajectory went. I finally, I finally started my own thing last year and started my own program and started sharing more about human design and teaching people. And it finally felt right. Something clicked. Like the other things felt like they were on the right path and they were because they all led me here. But it's this point now that I'm like, okay, like this makes sense. And so I'm excited. I'm more excited than I've ever been for where I'm at and and where I'm going. Wow. I'm like smiling ear to ear because everything you're saying, it it resonates with so many people. And I just wanted to like validate that rejection is redirection. So a lot of times we get rejected, whether it's a program you're applying or you're applying for a different job or whatever it is you get rejected, you're like, oh, this is not meant to be. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not smart enough. I'm not worthy enough. Who am I to think I can do this? And you just like 
crumble back into like this like tiny like person saying like you're not worthy of doing something bigger versus thinking like you know what thank you lord for giving me a no in this because you know what i'm capable of doing and this would not have been the right path for me so i hope everyone is listening and taking notes because you just mentioned you were like rejected like multiple times (laughs) oh yeah I probably apply, I applied to dozens and dozens of schools and I spent thousands of dollars, like applying to PhD programs is expensive and like doing the GRE and the tests and all of that stuff, like thinking about sunk cost, like I sunk a lot of money into that and that was hard, but I agree. It's redirection. It's, it's moving you. There was a better path for me and the universe knew that. Oh my gosh. Yes. And also the fact that you said you, everything is finally making sense. I think it's so important to experience that because a lot of us are in the, like, you know, a lot of people who are listening right now, they're still trying to figure things out. They're like, what's going on? They're just kind of like stressed out because there's just so many things going on and they just don't feel like, okay, I'm home. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're still trying to figure out where they're supposed to be be who are they supposed to be surrounded by and then I couldn't agree more when you said like now it all makes sense when you combine your passion and everything you have like as your superpower into your actual business and your practice and who you are as an individual and I couldn't agree more because that's exactly what happened to me too and you know being in network marketing was like oh my gosh what is this all about like why didn't anybody teach me about this when I was like you know like 20 years ago just a personal development piece that comes with that the mindset and really understanding like for me I never knew years later like 13 years later I'm going to be an entrepreneur but I knew this is what my purpose is at some point I had no idea how I was going to like you said like pivot your experiences and you know drive to something bigger and now I'm like looking back I, I'm actually so grateful for those um, things that I've personally applied have been rejected <laughs> because I was like that would have been like not the right movie I wanted to be in. <laughs> this is the mm-hmm. movie I want to be in. And this is where I feel home. This is where I feel blessed because I'm able to help others to achieve their goals because I'm so passionate about that. And I want you to like, take us like a back of explaining how like human design, like what does that mean in like simple terms? Because again, like a lot of people are like, what does that mean? Like if you had to explain that to an entrepreneur, which is like a lot of my listeners are, they're either an entrepreneur or they want to become an entrepreneur. They want to create their own you know, business and their practice. Like what, what would you say? Like what's the most important thing to take away from a human design perspective? Is it to understand who you are or to have a better relationship with the people you're dealing with? Like how is that going to help them to develop as a person and business owner and like, you know, an individual, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I look at human design. So human design for anybody who doesn't know what it, what it is, it's just a tool. It's a tool for understanding your psychological, your energetic and your emotional makeup. And the way that I look at it is it's mechanics. It's the way that you are meant to function in the world. I think of it like you have an owner's manual for a car. Your human design is like your owner's manual for you. And so human design, I think, is most beneficial when you use it to make the right decisions for yourself. I think of it as a guide back to your own intuition because we're often taught as kids 
not to listen to how we feel inside. And we're not meant to make decisions from our mind. We're meant to make decisions within our body. It's a feeling less than a thought. And so I use human design first and foremost with all of my clients and with every, anybody I talk to really, because I'll shout it from the rooftops, is really to focus on your, well, they're called your strategy, your authority, and your type. But it, those three things, if you know nothing else, they show you how you're meant to feel your intuition in your body, which then guides you to always make decisions that are right for you, even when they feel challenging or scary. And I think that's the key, because if you can intuitively feel what is the right next step for you, there's no stopping you. That's your power. That's your ability to create a life that is yours. And all the other stuff in human design, I can share lots of cool things that you'll be like, oh yeah, like that is me. But that all comes very intuitively. The reason why that you're like, oh yeah, that is me is because it's validating what you already know about yourself. And so the biggest piece there, I think, is just bringing you back to your intuition because everything else will fall into place. Oh my gosh, that's so true because like I was reading that and just those of you who don't know, like all she like literally asked us was our birth date, the where we were born and the time we were born. And she just put this like beautiful like report for us. I was like, holy moly, how does she know all this? <laughs> it was so fun. I'm like texting my mom, I'm like, mom, what time was I born? She's like, I'm not sure. I think it was like around this time. I'm like, okay, just do your best. Like just be more accurate. This is important. You don't understand. <laughs> and she's like, why are you asking me all this question? I'm like, there is something that's coming. Like, just wait. But the fact that you said about trusting your intuition and like, making those decisions, even though they don't feel so sure, or like they're scary, that exactly how I scored on my report. And I was like, Oh, my God, that is so true. And one of those people, even if I'm like 70 or 80% sure of where I'm going, I don't overthink it. I just trust my gut. And I just make those bold decisions. And I just execute the how as I'm going through it versus trying to overthink it and overthink it and have this imposter syndrome for years after years like oh I should have done that and I think most of my listeners are you know clinicians who were taught like we're kind of brainwashed to have all the answers before you say something because in our profession like we can't just guess things you know we might kill someone by guessing so we're kind of like brainwashed of like you have to have all the answers and don't trust your gut. Just go with like what you know and what's in front of you. Make sure you do your research before you say something. But in real world is like, no, sometimes it's okay to make those bold decisions. And even, you know, my own husband is like, you're crazy to leave your job during the global pandemic. I'm like, babe, you don't understand what I'm creating. You just don't see it. He's like, you're nuts. Don't do it. <laughs> Why now? Can't you just wait a little bit more? I'm like, no, no, this is the time. If I like waited longer, I'm like, I would have probably been in the same place, just miserable every single day. You know what I mean? But yeah, the fact that you just spoke about like trusting your God and kind of go and like making those decisions, like as a feeling versus a thought, I hope everyone is understanding what she means. And I will challenge everyone to make those bold decisions and really follow us and tag us. Let us hear what you're doing because we want to celebrate you. <laughs> and that's what we're having this conversation to inspire you to get into action. 
right? Inspire you to do something about your life. Corey, would you say there was a part of your life that anything that you were doing, um, that you were kind of being misunderstood as far as like the direction you were taking, were people like kind of questioning, like, what is she thinking? Or was it just more obvious to like your, you know, friends and family, like the path you're trying to choose to take? Yeah, I think we always have, especially when you're breaking out of what the norm is for society, you're going to have people kind of question if what you're doing is safe. And I always look at it as, especially if it's your friends, your family, your partner, they're asking you or saying things to you because they care about you and they're afraid for you. It's more about their fears than it is about what you're doing. And I will say my parents have always been very supportive. Like my parents, I was talking to my mom the other day about my process of like deciding that I I want to leave my safe director position at a university and becoming an entrepreneur and, and taking care of myself in that way. And she's like, I know that you've always been able to take care of yourself and you've never worried like you've never not had money and if you needed to like figure something out you would so my parents have always been very supportive and trusted that I I know what I'm doing and I think I've kind of always been that kid that didn't have to worry that much about about me but my partner grew up like very much he has a save mentality because his family like he didn't grow up with them with a ton and not that I mean I grew up in a middle class household my mom cleaned houses like we didn't have a ton either but he also has been in this space where he just has a different mentality around risk and reward and uh, what is the correct thing or the safe thing to do and so it's been a lot of like okay let's have a conversation about this how can we be mutually supportive of one another and make sure that we both feel heard and we both feel like we're not going to just do something that's going to pull the rug out from underneath both of us like really making sure that we have that communication with each other and so yes like I've been there's been questioning he's super proud of me but also it's like I don't know what you're doing and I don't understand that industry and I don't like I just I don't get that so I've also, we've been listening to this one money podcast together and I'm going to shoot it out to anybody who's like trying to have a conversation with their partner because um, it's called How to Money and it's a podcast. They, they've done a couple episodes on entrepreneurship and they talk about risk versus reward of staying in a nine to five or being an entrepreneur. And so if you're in the process of making that transition and doing something that to your friends and family feels like, holy crap, what are you doing? <laughs> I we we were listening to that on vacation and I think it also helped for him to hear like oh there can actually be a lot of security within entrepreneurship if you do it the right way and if you learn how to create those foundations so I've had people point stuff out and it's been challenging but it's getting easier because I keeping an open line of communication not being not just being like I'm going to do it my way and you're not supporting me and get out of here. Like, <laughs> Wow. 
just talking about the money mindset, it's so important. I mean, <laughs> again, my husband is one of those safe, secure, got to have all the answers, like, don't do this, you know, like, what's the risk, like all this thing, like that. everything you just talked about, that's just literally summarize him. He's a pharmacist by background too. He's been practicing more than I have also in leadership roles and things like that. And he's just so stuck with like, I have to know everything, like, don't do it. And I'm like, no, I am going to do it. Like, and having that leap of faith that you will figure things out. Understanding that, yes, stepping into a brand new world that you are just getting started. Like, don't compare that to your like 10, 15 years of education and training that you already have. We spend a lot of time and money getting to where we are right now. So, don't expect stepping into entrepreneurship overnight, you're going to be a success. Yes, there's some stories like that, but that's not the reality. It's still hard work, but it's so doable because you are your own boss. Like you don't have to ask permission. You can give yourself the raise that much you want. You can work with people who you want to work with, you know, especially in our profession too. Like we don't have to, you know, we don't have to pick and choose who our patients are going to be coming in front of us, yelling at us, screaming at us, like, you know, like cussing at us sometimes in the retail space. That's what we deal with, but we still have to be professional. We don't have that choice saying like, you know what, like you can't really come to this pharmacy anymore. We can't because we're working for a company, a corporation, they want the business. Like you just be quiet and you do your job and you go home. But in the entrepreneurship world, you'll get to choose who you want to work with. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, such a huge mindset of people understanding of like, well, are, will people want to work with me? Like, what am I going to say? I'm like, stop doubting your what you're capable of doing. And I think you like summarized it so beautifully of like knowing like, it's yes, it's scary. It's unknown because again, we're stepping into this new space. We're trying to identify who we are and what our purpose is, is going to come to us. But the minute you do, you feel like, oh my gosh, like this is what I was meant to be doing. Right. It's just so fun to see that transformation. Would you say like most of your clients are people like what would, what are they the most like afraid of? Like when they start working with you, like do you have like a, one of the most common like questions or say, Oh, I wish you can help me to solve this by understanding human design. Is there like a common theme or is it like all over the place? I think one of the biggest things is just, I often work with women who are, are entrepreneurial of, or at least like thinking about, I would like to be doing my own thing. And don't quite know what that thing is. Like they're like, I would like more freedom or I would like to have an impact in a way that is my own. And I don't feel like I have that opportunity where I'm at, but I don't know what's next for me. Like I don't know how how to make that next step forward. And so a lot of the work that I do is creating awareness around what are your values? What are what are your natural gifts, things that come so easily to you that you may not even recognize them as gifts? How does that combine with your experience and your education? Because those are the things, that's, that's my purpose formula, is your unique gifts and talents, plus your experience and your education that you've, you've lived. And then that equals the impact that you can make in the world. And so a lot of what I'm doing is helping to create that awareness. Um, and 
also to to build new foundations. A lot of the the women that come and work with me have these goals and these ideas of of where they want to get to, but the habits and the things that they're they're currently living aren't getting them to that space. And so kind of rewriting this new foundation for for this purpose development journey that you're going to go on, how do we make sure that what you're doing is aligned with who you are? And so it's really like those big pieces are what what people come to me for and ways of holding yourself accountable because if you can't hold yourself accountable to the awareness that you've created about what you want to do and then creating that new foundation, like if it doesn't stick, it's just going to be a cycle of staying in the same place. And so I'm really there to help people before they even have the idea of what they want to do, help to understand themselves on a deeper level so that it makes that process easier. If you understand who you are, creating that idea of what you can do next to make that impact becomes so much easier. Wow. 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 (laughs) And this is exactly what all of my listeners are struggling with right now. And everything you just said, I was like, yeah, that was me. That was me. I knew what I'm kind of going, but I still didn't have like, like a niche type of thing. You know what I mean? I know I'm stepping into this world, doing all these incredible things, but again, trying to figure those out. And I am just so grateful that we're having this conversation and I'm so excited that you're going to be coming and training my team, all the pharmacists who are in my, you know, academy and teaching them everything you just taught us plus a lot more so they can have access to their own human design and understand who they are as clinician and practitioner as a business owner, because all those women that I'm working with, they're stepping out of their nine to five, creating their own online practice to become an entrepreneur. So they don't have to choose between family and career. You know, they know they're going that direction. I'm helping them to get there and having you be part of that journey too. It's like, yay, (laughs) it can save us a lot of time to figure things out. Like you were just teaching us, like it's time you were going to spend to like figure things out. Like might as well work with someone who knows what they're doing, like yourself to help them get through that transformation a little bit faster and sooner and more clear. And I feel like that's a very powerful superpower that you have, my dear. And I'm like so excited to have you on board. Well, will you tell us where all of our listeners can get to know you and follow you and work with you and what's the best way to get hold of you? And we'll put everything in the show notes too. So you can write them down or you can just click on the show notes so everyone can have access to that too. Yes, absolutely. I can be found on Instagram. That's going to be the easiest way probably to connect with me. My handle is Corey A. Russin. So it's C-O-R-Y-A-R-U-S-I-N. And you can shoot me a DM on there, or you can also go to my website. It's the same, just CoreyARussin.com. Um, I'm also on TikTok. So those are my three ways of like sharing information. And on those platforms, I really, I share a ton about my pillars for purpose development, my purpose formula, and a bit about human design as well. So and I would love to connect with anybody and to, to chat about it. Yeah. That's fun. I, I'm on TikTok, but I'm not on TikTok. It's I have the account so my kids can play on TikTok. So it's it's a very messy situation. But <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to share um, your handles too and make sure everyone follow her. And honestly, this woman has changed my life the way I'm like looking at myself and like really being clear of like, yeah, all those bold decisions that I made during the global pandemic. It was who I was. I just didn't know that. So 
So we're going to pour belief. We're going to get you all into action. And I cannot see you all share your transformation statements of what decision you're going to make today to really own it. So, and please don't forget to tag us. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. This has been incredible. I love it. Thank you, Christine. (laughs) Thank you so much for investing your time with me on the story podcast. I am so grateful for your support and hope you feel empowered and inspired to give yourself permission to rewrite your story and become the best version of yourself. If you love this episode as much as I did, please take a moment, screenshot, and share on Instagram. Don't forget to tag me at Dr. Christine Manukian so I can personally thank you and welcome you to our community. You never know who needs to hear this episode right now. And I would be so appreciative if you would head over to iTunes, press subscribe, and leave a five-star review of the show. This way, together, we will expand our community and reach and empower more women. If you want to meet real-life Wonder Woman, let's connect on my Instagram at Dr. Christine Manukian or my website, drchristinemanukian.com. To be featured as my guest, please email me at drchristine@story.co. Until next time, live with passion.